Hey guys, welcome back to History Hooligans. I'm Isabella. And I'm Sophia. We will be covering Australia and how it was colonized, then decolonized. Let's get started. So originally, it was a penal colony. Now what is a penal colony, sir? Thanks for asking. The British penal colony was an agriculture work camp for British convicts. Most of the convicts were people disagreeing with the British government. Excuse me? I'm a fifth grader at your mom high school. What is decolonization? Um, thank you for asking, little man. Decolonization is, and I quote, to free a people or area from colonial status, to relinquish control of a subjected people or area. Piggybacking on that, when the British first arrived, there wasn't much conflict until Britain sent for more people. Populations rose with conflict and the Aboriginal people fought to keep their land but eventually lost. And disease was a big factor. Continuing, British ruled for 113 years and this was from 1788 to 1986. In 1901, the six British colonies in Australia came together to be known as One Nation, the Commonwealth of Australia, which was a self-governing British dominion. Following this development, Australia continued to struggle with its identity. Really? How so? Did they not want to be a part of Britain this early on? It's a bit complicated, actually, because even though Australia chose to be and continues to be part of the British Commonwealth, the fourth largest contributor, in fact, the nation wanted independence mostly legally and politically. For that reason, Malcolm Fraser and Galbidolum sought financial and legal independence around the 1980s. Both politicians sought to legally free Australia from the British justice system. Okay, because before then they were still legally owned by Britain, right? Yeah, they were independent in name, but not completely until 1986. And this is why Australia doesn't have an Independence Day, I'm pretty sure. If I'm not mistaken, while Australia Day is celebrated on January 26th every year, it celebrates when the first British flag was planted on the continent, not the country of independence itself. On that note, a quick word from our sponsors, Britannica Co. If you're in the market for some colonizing, make sure to grab some Britannica.co sunscreen to make your stay around the equator more enjoyable. With our highly perfected recipe, you'll be completely covered and protected from harsh UV rays, so you can keep colonizing for the rest of your days. Now back to our usual programming. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. We've just left off on the intricacies of Australia's Independence Day. Some facts for you. Torres Strait Islanders were also indigenous to Australia, as well as many other Aboriginal peoples. Not so fun fact. They were not granted Australian citizenship until 1948, and that was if you were born after 1921. Later in 1862, they could not vote. They could vote in federal elections. In fact, Australia used to be made up of many other smaller and diverse nations and peoples until Britain colonized it. 
Unfortunately, although Australia wasn't originally a settler colony, this did not make the transition any less violent. Even with such a diverse population, Australia's nationalism rose and they soon gained independence. Now, decolonization is still in the work for some of the marginalized groups in Australia, such as the Aboriginal population. With that said, Australia is a beautiful country still plagued with complicated independence history. This all ties back to a more recent and relevant movements, such as decolonization. Thank you for joining us. My co-host will now name off our sources. MiriamWebster.com, CreativeSpirits.info, BBC News, OXPOL, and NationalUnity.com government.org.